Welcome to Investor Talk Radio, hosted by Kurt Davis. During the show, Kurt will share tips and strategies as well as guest interviews on how you can become a successful real estate investor. Kurt Davis was a former chef for 11 years until one day had the opportunity to take a leap of faith, left cooking, and became a full-time real estate investor. Kurt has been building his personal portfolio of rental property and at the same time has helped over 500 investors around the globe purchase cash-flowing rental properties. He is a licensed realtor who has achieved multi-million dollar club status, and he is also very active in the local real estate investment club. And now, here is your host, Kurt Davis. Welcome to another edition of Investor Talk Radio. I'm your host and founder, Kurt Davis, and I've got Michael Hayes with me today. Michael, thank you for coming in. Oh, no problem. It's been a while. It has been a while. You know, a lot of things have happened. You know, I, um, you know, we were actually recording this so that we can put this on the podcast and also put it on places like YouTube, social right, media, right. things like that. Um, I was actually listening to the first podcast that you and I did. Right, four and, Yeah, four and a half years ago, and I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I listened to it again uh, yesterday just right. so I can kind of, you know, see how that one went. And it was, it was really interesting to listen to it because when you think about it, there's nothing super exciting about it. But mm. I'm excited for this one because you're the first person that I've done a re-interview like this to kind of see where are we now. Right, right. So four and a half years later, things are still going a lot better than when you started. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, for the people who are listening and watching, uh, if you want to download other podcasts we have, we're on iTunes. It's Investor Talk Radio on iTunes. You can download it. Uh, you can also check us out on YouTube at Real Estate Wealth Coaching and Facebook. So find us, like us, subscribe, let us know what you think. So um, now tell us just a little bit about yourself before real estate. Man, before real estate, it's kind of hard to even imagine before real estate because I, it was, I was so kinda, long ago. Yeah, well, that too. But mm -hmm. I was kind of born into um, real estate. My sister, she owns a, um, a, a brokerage. So even when I was, um, I want to say, 18, 19, I was familiar with it. But really just jumping into it, I mean, that came a lot later. Actually, when I, when I met you is when I really got uh, deep into, like, the wholesale side. But before that, uh, college graduate, um, degree in business and finance after that did absolutely nothing with the degree so um, I think my first job like out of college was at Lowe's and then after a while I got tired of throwing manure around so nice yeah <laughs> uh, next thing up for me was regions I uh, didn't really see that going anywhere so I, I spent quite a while traveling so I, I spent some time like in Costa Rica Dominican Republic and France, but that was kind of doing my, my college days too. But um, at some point, I was just like, okay, it's it's time to do something. Join Memphis Investors Group, met you, and here we are today. Now, listening to the to the old podcast, and I don't want to go, mm. I don't want to jump back and forth too much because right, right. I'm hoping that someone who listens to this, if I've mentioned that we interviewed you essentially when you were brand new at real estate, I'd like yeah, for them yeah. to go back and listen to that one and listen to this now, but. Uh, did you not own some property already, essentially before? Weren't you kind of like a landlord before? Right before that, I owned was uh, three or four properties. I, I had one fix and flip that I did during the time. Took that money, 
bought a couple of uh, buying holds. Didn't really know as much then as I know now, so ended up selling those for, it really it was like maybe break even. Bought a condo, um, that didn't go to well. It was in a, a terrible part of town. So after that, that's kind of what I started doing my traveling in the end. Yeah. Now, how did you get started in real estate? What kind of, I mean, obviously you own some property mm-hmm. and you sold it, but what really kind of happened leading right. up to the point that you really started to take a serious interest in wanting to do real estate investing? Right. I think I've always had a, a serious interest, um, like I said, going back as far as I can remember. I just really never knew how to get into it. And then I joined the Memphis Investors Group. I'm, I'm not even sure how I got, you know, knew or learned about the Memphis Investors Group, but I ended up there. I uh, didn't know anything, what they were talking about, ARV and, you know, all these other terms. I'm like, I don't know what's foreign going on. Foreign language. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really like a foreign language. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on, but um, I need to be around more people like this. And eventually, like I said, you, you're the reason that I got into the wholesale side of it. You know, the um, I guess the the more or less the beginner avenue for a lot of people who sure. don't have a lot of money and everything. I was like, okay, this is a... Um, this is, looked like it fits me. I don't have a lot of money right now, so let me try to, you know, try this out. Went to the class, and then, uh, yeah, just that's more or less where it starts to get serious. Sure, yeah. sure. Now, from the time that you started going to MIG, mm-hmm. obviously your network, you know, MIG is a big networking organization, right, right. education, things like that. Um, how long until you, I don't know if did something is the yeah, right yeah. way to put it, but, like, so you start going to MIG, right? What would be the the first kind of a milestone for you? What, when did things start to happen? So, and this is what I tell people a lot. So, if you're going to do it, don't get I guess analysis paralysis is what they call yes. it. They they start they try to get as much information as possible. But after I took your class, I think I had my entire business set up within a couple of weeks, and I was putting out signs and. Uh, doing the driving for dollars where you're just going around looking for vacant houses. And then I found a, um, a house with a for sale by owner sign, called them up, didn't really know what I was doing, but I was like, okay, hey, it's, you know, it's now or never. So um, got that one under contract, and the owner, he was kind of familiar with how the process worked, so he was willing to work with me. Um, and it, it's crazy because when I was walking through, the, through his house, um, and this is one reason I don't really go into attics now. It's a crazy story. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. I, I went upstairs, and he had, like, this super narrow walkway to, I think it was, like, the hot water tank. And I was walking, and then we were sitting there on this on this walkway uh, just talking about the condition of the house and everything. In the attic. In the attic. And I stepped back right on the insulation and almost fell through the ceiling. But he caught me at the last minute. I was like, okay, yeah, that could have went really bad. But, um, like I said, he worked with me. Um, I think he pretty much knew I was kind of new to the game. This was your first deal? The very first deal, yeah. And I sent it out. It was kind of, I didn't really have any um, good buying prospects for that particular house. But I did end up getting it sold. I want to say two months later. It was, it was around two months later, and it was like a uh, $1,500 that's, that's, that's a pretty patient owner. Yeah, he, he was patient. But I think at the time, he really didn't have too many other options or too many other people that he wanted to um, work with. And he was a guy that owned quite a few houses anyway, so he, he wasn't, I guess, really too 
picky about the time frame on that house. Sure. Yeah. $1,500 profit. Right. Not a lot, but not a little either. Yeah, yeah. It was a milestone. Now, what were some of the struggles that you had in the beginning? I know that you just mentioned a second ago. Uh, right. You know, buyers. You, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for anybody new, I guess you could say yeah. not having a huge buyers list is right, a, right. a natural struggle. But what what else? What else did you remember? At the time, uh, time. So I was still teaching then, and I mean, I I maximized the time during my day. I, I mean, I was. Uh, teaching during the day, putting out signs, starting like four o'clock in the morning until it was time for me to come home, take a shower, talk. Uh, spent a lot of work time answering phone calls that I probably shouldn't have been doing, but hey, it is what it is. And even after that, going on appointments, putting out more signs, and it was time was the the biggest thing I would say. Um, you know, I'm glad that you you mentioned that just because. Uh, time is probably one of the biggest excuses right, right. that people use yeah. to not do anything. Exactly. But, yeah, I, I, I had to make time because I, I knew what my what my goal was on it. So, yeah, I definitely made the time for so it. So you're working Monday through Friday. Let's mm -hmm. call it 7 to 3. Right, right. You're married. Your wife's Alicia, right? Right, right. So you're you're hustling. You're oh, jamming. Yeah. How, would, how did she feel about all this when this was going on? Was she upset? Was she supportive? She was supportive. She's always been supportive and like you said, she's in the full time too now, so she understands the, the time commitment of mm -hmm. it. Um, but you know, going out and I know, I know you, well, you know, Rico Smith. He, he yeah. tells a story about him and um, Callie how he was out early in the mornings putting out signs, and oh, she's yeah. like, "Hey, where, you know, where are you going this early in the morning?" <laughs> <laughs> kind of getting suspicious. So I always thought that was kind of funny, but um, she, she's always been supportive. Yeah, she, she's gone out with me a few times to you know put out signs, help me with my marketing. Now starting off, you're new, right? You, essentially, you started learning wholesaling, correct? right? Right. When you first got started, how important was uh, education to your to your business to the growth? From from say, for example, you mentioned MIG mm -hmm. Memphis Investors Group, and anybody listening or watching uh, here in the Memphis area, MIG Memphis Investors Group is the local real estate association right. here. It's really the only real estate association here. So mm -hmm. you obviously became a member, started right. going to the monthly meetings. Um, you know, I wrote down here, are you, were you, or are you active at the time on bigger pockets? Bigger pockets. I'm pretty sure I was at the time. Yeah. Between MIG and bigger pockets, that was kind of like my networking go-to for sure. networking and, and meeting new people. So. Sure. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, a shameless plug, uh, for mm -hmm. my coaching business, you were actually, you signed up. Right, my coaching. Right. You were brand new. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to tell you the program has changed drastically, drastically. <laughs> but uh, from someone who did take a coaching class, mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't a forty thousand dollar. Let's right, increase right. your credit card limit so that you can uh, purchase my course. It was very mm -hmm. uh, low cost. But um, how did an actual course like that help? help you at least from the beginning I mean it was um, very valuable like I said that's really where I got my start going from not really knowing anything about the business to after I took the course I pretty much had everything that I needed to get set up and and just go with it but I mean you know at the end of the day it's one of those things where you, if you get the knowledge you got to use it so well, yeah that's the thing it's like yeah. the, it's like any coaching program it's like they all technically work right right but exactly. you have to make it work right 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 and now, I, you know, I've known people to, to 
go through some of these courses and then they just never do anything with it. So, uh, Obviously, aside from those, uh, anything else that you're currently doing, uh, any type of uh, additional education or tools or books, anything like that that you find valuable? Yeah. Um, man, books, the book Traction, and that was a recommendation from my friend Dan Butler. Um, definitely a game changer because it, re it really helps you to, I guess, systemize the business. And I had gone, you know, several months where I really didn't, ha didn't have any systems in place. But um, after reading that book, I mean, we were um, being my assistant. I put her on, you know, just doing different goals, different goals for myself for the week. So do you have a virtual assistant? I do. Yeah. How's that working out? Man, she's great. She could more or less run the business herself if it wasn't for me needing to go on the appointments. Um, sure. And even, even with that, I'm, I'm trying to make some changes bring on somebody else because and it's funny yeah. that you mentioned that because i saw your advertisement on facebook looking for yeah yeah like a, you want you want you want to bring somebody onto the team right it's time now um i'm getting to the point where I'm, I'm trying to focus on the rehabs uh currently doing one now and hopefully if things go well we'll be closing on another one this week or next week it's some title stuff that has to get love it cleared up but yeah i'm, I'm at that stage now where i really need to bring on some help now, <clears throat> so you're teaching full-time, mm -hmm. you're wholesaling, you're hustling, you're, you're slamming. When did you decide to leave teaching to do real estate full-time? What was kind of the, like when did you, I guess what I'm trying to ask is when did you know it was time? Right. Was, was, was teaching, was your actual teaching job, was that getting in the way of real estate? Is that how you kind of knew or, or, or were you making enough income in real estate at that time that right. it, it was just, I mean, you tell me. Well, um, it was more so the income goal. So I had it set in my mind. Um, and it was a, just a really strong, I guess, thought process and will that, hey, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I need to have saved up in my account a year's worth of what I make in the job. If I do that, I'm coming out. It's real estate full time. If I don't do it, I'm going to teach forever. I absolutely did not want to teach forever because I've, I've seen, I guess, where teaching leads to. I mean, it's a, not a fun place, so would much rather hit my goal and just come into real, real estate full-time. So rather than, like, buying watches and cars okay. and, and vacations, you, you saved your money from absolutely. your real estate business to essentially create, like, a nest cushion. Right, right. So that you can devote your time into real estate and really make oh, yeah. it happen. I mean, absolutely. Like even were now, you, were you I'm, nervous? Were you nervous leaving your teaching job? Um, or hesitant? Absolutely not hesitant. Uh, nervous. I don't think I was, I, I was, I've been, like I said, been wanting to do real estate for the longest. So I was, um, more, more so anxious than, than nervous to do it. That's exciting. Yeah, it is That's exciting. Now, are you still wholesaling today? I do still do some wholesales, but like I said, I'm trying to focus on the buy and hold. Um, and another reason why I said I'm trying to bring on somebody else to kind of take up some of that um, slack because I just can't do everything myself. Some of the leads I, I just can't get to, but I'm still doing a, knocking out a couple of months, one or two a month. So wholesaling one or two a month? Right, right. Mm -hmm. And then do you currently own any buy and holds right now? Do you have a little portfolio at all? Yes, sitting on four right now, one that we're currently rehabbing like I said next month that should be um, 
five, and it, you know, just goes back to setting goals. We, me and my wife, had a a goal for five rehab, so should be hitting that pretty soon. Um, have you done any fix and flips yet? Yes, and that is an entirely different story. So it, it's kind of one of those um, if you have the time to listen to it because it's it was an axle well two accidental fix and flips. I don't know if you want me to go into detail on that or not. Lay it on us. All right, let's go to it. Um, Everybody wants to listen. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, th this so a lot of the stuff that goes on in real estate, it can make or break you. Like it's it's some serious mental. It's a serious mental aspect to it. So at the time, uh, so we did the last podcast in 2015, going into mid to late 2017, I purchased three houses. So they were all uh, rehab houses. Um, the plan was to pretty much fi fix and fix for buying holes to kind of start off the portfolio. Um, that went completely wrong. Like it was a terrible disaster. Um, but we did kind of, I guess, make up for it. But basically what happened, and I learned a life lesson from this. Um, some people will say, don't get into the business. Like if there's a, I guess um, maybe like a boss and like a, uh, a business relationship to where one person is having to pay the other. If it's family, don't do it because their relationship can go completely sour. And that's pretty much what happened on, on this, um, on these three projects. But So you um, partnered up with family on them. Now, when I say I partnered up, I had a contractor who was family. Okay. And... I, it, it's one of those things where you really find out who people are. Sure. So sadly, because money gets involved. Exactly. So um, I guess long story short, the rehabs were not done correctly at all, and half of it was my fault because I wasn't really keeping up with it. It was it was during a time where I was really looking for a mentor in the rehab game, somebody that had been doing rehabs and could really you know kind of walk me through the process but the deeper that we got into them into it i just started to see little things like okay something's not right uh contractor didn't show up at the job site a couple days in a row i'm you know messaging hey you know where's your team uh oh we'll be there tomorrow okay that's fine hey we need a little bit more money to do this hey we, we need a little bit more money to do this i don't think we're gonna be able to do this so, and I'll ask you this, what is your average time on maybe doing a rehab, maybe like a 1,000, 1,200 square foot rehab? I mean, it, for us, we kind of look at it from like a dollar perspective. Right. So a uh, fifteen to $20,000 rehab is roughly going to take us three weeks. Three weeks. Roughly. So we're two months in, <laughs> and it's still not done. We're not even halfway done. And it got to the point where it's, okay, we got to talk about this. And we pretty much fell out because I had lost a bunch of money. I had to go back, completely redo my first house. I paid money up front for the second house to be done, like electrical, plumbing, HVAC that I told was being worked on. Absolutely nothing had been done other than the heating unit had been taken out. I'm pretty sure it was sold for like scrap. So it went from me trusting this person and thinking everything was going to get done to me having to 
really learn how to do rehabs on my own, learn the process, get another contractor, bring him in, get these things fixed up. And um, we got one fixed up, got it tenant occupied. The other one we were working on it, uh, that contractor came from um, a good friend of mine, Arnold Dormer. Yeah. And um, eventually we had to sell both of them. The first rehab, we got a tenant in there, she flooded the house out. <laughs> Baby wipes in the toilet. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's a fun time. So we uh, replaced the floors now when me and my wife, long nights sitting there thinking, it's like, okay, we got to do something else because we're losing a lot of money. So it was a it was a super rough time like during then where the funds are just getting eaten up. Some of the wholesale deals, they weren't coming in the way that we needed them to to uh, keep the rehabs going, pay the lender. Was never late with my lender because I never sure. wanted to burn that bridge. Um, but it was a tough time. Eventually we said, okay, hey, we, we need to go ahead and unload these two. Uh, well, actually all three. So we did make a small profit on it. We, we covered our costs, paid the lender off, maintained a good relationship with him. And uh, I guess long story short to answer your question, yes, I've done a fix and flip. <laughs> Man, now I haven't had any uh, tragedies like that, but oh, yeah. that's a learning experience, I'm sure. It was a learning experience. Man, it was, it was a tough time. Now... Your wife is involved in real estate now, correct? Right. Full-time. Mm -hmm. Full-time. Now, what did she do before real estate? She was working at FedEx. Okay. Mm -hmm. What, how did it come to a point where she wanted to leave FedEx and do real estate full-time with you? It was around that same time where we had the, um, the issue with the, the other rehabs, uh, decided to sell those off, pay off debt. Uh, but we were still at a point where it was like, okay, we need to, we just need to reset. So um, at the time we were living in a live-in flip and she had already been licensed. She was kind of doing it part-time. Mm -hmm. um, but she really got her first big sale with selling our house. And that's really how we just reset everything because we bought the house in 2011 when the market was still recovering. So at the time we, we bought it, um, at like half the value of what it is now. Did probably maybe $10,000 worth of rehab in it. Sold it and just, I mean, we, just we were just sitting on like a, a decent stack of money. So that was, that was her introduction, I guess, into um, her first real deal was selling our house. Sure. And then from there I was like, hey, you know, um, it's, it's just more of an opportunity for you to come on, you know, let's, let's do business. Um, with each other, work off of each other, feed off each other's energy, and she just, she was like, okay, um, I'm, I'm gonna make this leap. So she does a uh, typical buy and sell, right, right. retail type business, exactly. and she works on the investment side with you. Exactly, so even like uh, a week ago, I was working with a lead, a guy that had two houses, but I mean, they, they just weren't gonna work for me as a wholesale deal, or even in an area where I wanted to do buy and hold. So the way that she came in, like, hey, I'm gonna let you list these. So the leads that I, I can't do anything with, they go over there. So she's she's closed out a, a few of them that way. It's great. Yeah. And it's working out well. Oh yeah, definitely. She loves it. Yeah. And it 100%. gives her more time with little Mikey, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, 
Have you done any joint venture deals? Have you have you partnered with anybody on any type of business? I have. Um, the most the most that I've done has been with my friend uh, Ben Horton. I know you. Yeah. You, you know Ben. Um, man, you, you're gonna get all the stories out of me today. So <laughs> uh, after that time, like I said, that that rough time, Ben brought a deal to me that was um, I was kind of skeptical about, but he he just had a really good. I guess intuition with with the stuff that he brings. It's like, okay, I don't know if this will work, but he's he's confident on this stuff. So he brought this. Um, it was a six unit apartment and a duplex, so eight units in all. And and he just got the things like super cheap, but they were in the hood, like deep in the hood, drugs, prostitutes, and murder. <laughs> so he has this thing locked up. Uh, we're looking for a lender to fund it. Um, but the lender that we had in mind, he was like, I'm not too sure about that area. So he didn't, he didn't want to have anything to do with it. Me and Ben, we decided, okay, we, we've got the cash. Let's just go in half and half on it. So we picked them up cash, cleaned them out. And I mean, they, they were in really rough condition. Like everything needed to be redone. Like even just walking through it, you see like drug paraphernalia, condoms everywhere. <laughs> all over the place mattresses so it, it was pretty clear what the, the yeah. products were used for and we uh that was another one that, that my wife listed we got an offer on it and this is where the story gets kind of crazy we were at a, on our last night I, I believe of cleaning them out and then it was either the next day or the day after that and i brought the text message from uh one of the guys that does work on some on some of the uh, some of the houses I've been doing, he says, "Hey Michael, did you sell the apartments yet? Just seen them on the news. Lady found dead in her car in front of them." <laughs> My response was, "Oh boy, what?" With three A's. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, "Oh man, this is crazy." But the thing is, we still found a guy that that wanted to buy them. So he. Um, purchased them and he fixed them up to super nice and made them like um it was like a veterans something sure but it, it went from like just a terrible place to even want to be around to i mean he, he made it really nice now when you joint venture with someone mm -hmm. um do you define roles and responsibilities up front how did how did you and your uh, partner at that time what how did you guys have that conversation Actually, we didn't. So it was one of those things where it was like, hey, let's just jump into it. Um, it was pretty simple for that. All we really did was clean them out and listen. Sure. So it was a pretty straightforward process. And we had the whole thing done, the duplex and the apartment sold within maybe like a month and a half. Okay. And um, we, we made over 100% return on it. So it See, was the, a, the a great nice part about hearing, hearing this story, though, is that uh, you saw an opportunity, right? Couldn't find a private lender who'd want to lend on it because right, of right. obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. And you brought in a partner to where you both paid right. half. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't have that partner, nobody would have made anything. Exactly. Not too bad. Not bad at all. Not too bad. Yeah. Um, what would you say real estate has done for you and your family? Um, obviously, from when you and I first met and spoke and did our podcast four and a half some right. years ago you were brand new I mean I can tell it's done a lot for you but what, yeah. what, what, what are some obvious things that come up that somebody might like to hear about 
Um, I mean, for one thing, I'm I'm very, I'm a family guy. So, me and my wife, like we we get to work together. We like being around each other. I know it's not the same for a lot of married people, but we like being around each other. So, uh, when we're doing deals, a lot of times she's going with me, or we're you know at the dinner table discussing different stuff. So, um, I mean, I would say that's the main thing. It gives us our time back to where we're not stuck on nine to five jobs. Um, to where we, where we can work together. You know, and it's funny because I think time, <clears throat> having time and freedom is, to me, I mean, at my age where I'm at, that's probably some of the most important things. Okay, Obviously definitely. having children and stuff. Right, right. So, I mean, that's excellent. Um, where would, where do you and your wife see your business hopefully going in the next two to five years? What, what does the future look like? The next two to five years, um, short term, what we want to do is pick up at least one buy and hold a month going forward. The more that we learn, you know, going into the rehabs, picked up some funding. <clears throat> excuse me, picked up some funding, so we we have the um, financial ability to to you know start um, closing on some of these things and and keep them. But buy and hold right now is the main goal. So two to five years, we we would definitely like to um, bring on some more people to help run the business, put out more marketing, bring in more leads, and I mean just keep it pushing like I said we, we want to own as many of them as we can tell me about it yeah <laughs> I have 30 properties yeah yeah I'm trying to get to that point you'll get, you'll <laughs> get there fast any personal professional goals personal and professional Pro, um, professional definitely want to build a team so I can offset some of the tasks like I said just between me and my me and my assistant we get a lot done but it can be stressful trying to do just everything else yourself so uh, build a team, definitely. Still looking for somebody to, to come on and, and take on the leads. And personal goals, travel more. Where to? Oh, man, anywhere with a beach. <laughs> if, it, if it has a beach and it's warm, I don't care. You're there. there. Yeah. You're there. <laughs> what would you say, you know, words of advice, wisdom to mm. somebody who might be watching or listening to this and they're new or just kind of getting right. started in real estate. What what would you tell somebody who was in your position four and a half years ago now? I would definitely say uh, leverage the knowledge of people who have done this business a lot longer than you. Um, I've, I've just been lucky enough to where I've, I've got guys that I can go to for advice, text message them, uh, visit their office, and they'll, they'll give it to me straightforward. Uh, you don't have to use your money for everything. So I, I know you've got a, a funding, is, is, you, you've got a, a meeting coming up, right? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. Yeah, where were you talking about funding? Yes. Yeah, so you don't have to use your money for everything. This, this new buy and hold, I don't think we're using really any of our money for that. That's, so, that's a strategy I've used to buy all of my properties. Exactly. So, you know, a lot of people think that when you come in, you have to have a lot of money, but um, more so it's, it's more of a just who you know type game. So that and then um, think twice before you jump in with family. <laughs> like seriously, I, I broke that rule the first time, but um, if I had to do it all over again, just knowing how the game goes with contractors, it, it's a it's a completely different ballpark when dealing with contractors. So definitely vet your contractors and just make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do. Absolutely. Yeah, so hold everybody accountable right exactly so definitely hold <clears throat> people accountable well man you know we're going to kind of close this out i mean you know i truly appreciate your time uh it's oh, yeah. it's 
it's interesting to kind of get the update right, on right. what's been going on now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good times. Well, like <laughs> I said, it's, it's, it's exciting because uh, a lot of people don't, you know, I've seen wholesalers mm. start wholesaling, and, uh, I mean, it, I, ha I had two, two guys took my coaching program right. several years ago, and I think within the first... 45 it was it was it was a miracle like the first 45 to 60 days mm. uh, they closed on a small deal made about seven grand right then they closed on another deal where they made twenty thousand yeah and then we bought a deal from them and they made like twenty three thousand so right, right in a real short amount of time they were killing it yeah they're not in real estate anymore they just dropped out it's uh, a long story okay well, they're just okay. not in real estate anymore <laughs> right so it's you know I think the people who do this business right are going to stay in long term. Oh yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those things where if you're in it just for the fast cash, it won't last long. No. So at some point, you you want to go to the next level, do some buy and holds, um, fix and flip, if you know that's your choice. My main goal right now, goal right now, is the uh, the buy and holds, the passive income. Yeah. Yeah. So well, the, you look, looking at what you've done in the last, let's just call it five years, mm. the natural progression is is worked exactly like it right, should. Right. You start off wholesaling, mm. you eventually start to get into doing some fix and flips, which leads into oh, yeah. buying holds. Yeah. And you can st and you still look at doing wholesaling and some fix and flips, but it's a progression oh, yeah, in the right way. So yeah, it's exciting to see. Yeah, wholesaling it'll, it'll, it'll probably always be a, a tool for me. Uh, just not the main goal. The yeah. main goal is to be an an investor. Investor. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. I guess if, if that's um, the best way to put it. Well, listen. I again, I appreciate your time. Uh, for anybody who has watched or listened to this till the end, Investor Talk Radio. You can download us on iTunes. Find Real Estate Wealth Coaching on YouTube and Facebook. Like, subscribe, leave a message. Let us know what you think. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Got it? This show was produced by Kurt Davis and KurtDavisOnline.com. All rights reserved. To reach Kurt Davis, you can find him on the web at www.KurtDavisOnline.com or email him at Kurt at KurtDavisOnline.com. Everything you heard on this show should not be taken as personal or professional advice. You should conduct your own due diligence. Opinions or comments of our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of Kurt Davis or KurtDavisOnline.com. 